man. I love it. Come back to breaking here. The lyrics to the tune. It's your boy, the nonprofit sector connector. Coming at you from the top of my house. You know where I am, above the second floor, just below the roof in my attic. That's right, in the attic every single Friday morning. Tim Cummings and I got to have a phone call yesterday, and I could tell he is digging the jokes and the laughter, and I know we're going to have an intense, hysterical 59 minutes, but we're also going to talk about tidbits and best practices about the nonprofit sector, as Tim Cummings is a leader in the sector. So what do we do here on this show? This show is called Philanthropy and Focus, and I listened to that intro right before our shows come on, and it says professionals serving communities. And it actually hit me when I did the show uh, Professionals and Animal Lovers this Wednesday. Shout out to my partner on that show, my pal, Val Heffron. That show is all about advocacy in the animal world. But I started the show and I said professionals serving communities. And as I heard it just now, again, it reminded me how important that phrase is for what our network is all about. Shout out to Sam Leibowitz and your vision, who's the executive director of, of uh, TalkRadio.NYC. And shout out for your vision of incorporating Girls Inc. of Long Island into what we've now adopted as our nonprofit from now through uh, 2022. So pretty exciting because we are so focused on serving community. And I thought we'd underline that. I thought I'd bring it up really quickly to, uh, to mention that as well. Um, so what we do here on the show every week is amplify the message for nonprofit organizations. As you know, I believe that the nonprofit sector changes our world every second of every minute of every hour of day, month, millennium, the whole thing. And if it wasn't for this sector, I really don't know where this impact would come from. I don't know who would do the work and we don't have to figure that out because there are thousands of organizations in the state of New Jersey, we're in Jersey today. There's thousands of organizations in New York. There is, I think the number is 1.4 million nonprofit organizations in this country. For a little bit of statistics, I give it this. I did this in a nonprofit nugget last week. But the city of New York, 600,000 employees in the nonprofit sector, just in the city of New York. That represents three, $33.6 billion in annual payroll. In just in New York City alone, 35,000 some odd nonprofit organizations. Check out one of my nonprofit nuggets and we'll get you all the details on that. But listen, unrecognized often for the work they do, overlooked, and as we know, underfunded. That's always a thing I talk about. My answer to that for the nonprofit sector is philanthropy and focus. We're like 37 episodes into this show that started out as an idea and now it's a real thing. And this is my mission to tell these stories. So let's get right into today's conversation because that's about enough of hearing from me. Now nah, we'll hear more from Tommy D, of course, but listen, we want to get into talking to Tim Cummings and really dive into this information. So Tim, we talked, we had some jokes. We talked about, look, gang, I'm doing 60 days of service. I did a day of service yesterday. I'm just going to put it out there. Shout out to Regina Mendoza. Uh, I did a day of service, day number 13 of 60 at a place called Camp Happy Tales NYC. Tim Cummings and I were just talking in the virtual green room, and I said, there might be a Bruno D. There might be a dog coming into the D household in the next 48 hours. So Tim had some insights on that, and maybe he'll share with me, but... Yeah, uh, big mistake. Big. No, I'm just kidding. Do it, Tommy. Tommy, I think we should ask people to comment uh, below this as to whether or not they think you should take the plunge. I think it's pretty funny. So you guys actually, if you're watching on Facebook, you can communicate with Tim and I. So feel free if you want. <clears throat> Bruno or no Bruno is, is the question. If you, if you saw a picture of him, you wouldn't be able to say no. At least it's a great idea. <laughs> if you didn't think it was a great idea, so let's go. <laughs> You're the best. I love it. We're going to have fun. All right. So let me let me read a little bit about Tim's background. But as I did say, you can always check in Talking Alternative Broadcasting. If you're listening to us, go to Facebook and watch us Talking Alternative Broadcasting. And then after the shows, all my all my shows are on talkradio.nyc and then on all your podcast platforms. Focus is spelled P-H-O-C-U-S, if you didn't know that. Well, it isn't spelled P-H-O-C-U-S unless... You're on my show, and, and I spell things differently. So when you're looking for me, you say philanthropy in P-H-O-C-U-S. All right. In his role as chief operating officer, Tim has the privilege of providing administrative oversight to the organization's six programs, in addition to managing finance, human resources, that's my world, development, compliance, and facilities department. His leadership at the Center for Great Expectations has 
has contributed to the implementation of an agency-wide performance management system. I want to talk about that because that's critical in, the, in this world, especially today, even more than ever. The launch of a 403B retirement plan, upgraded software and technology tools, as well as a robust agency-wide communication platform. That's, again, with remote workers and all that stuff. This is going to be great, Tim. Aside from your background, the organization, I think we're going to learn a lot of those tidbits and best practices that my other friends who lead organizations uh, will we'll learn from our conversation today. He's also had the unique privilege of providing care for and living in a community with marginalized, marginalized individuals in the inner city of Philadelphia, as well as homeless youth in Haiti and Peru. Throughout his 18-plus year career in the social services sector, Tim has remained steadfast in his commitment to establishing and supporting mindful, sustainable, and equitable communities. He received his undergrad degree from Fairfield University, his MBA from the University of Finlay. I, to, what rhymes with Finlay is fin, Finlay, is Finlay, and I want to send a shout out to Veronica Finlay, who made this all happen, Director of Development for the organization. Um, the organization, that is, is a center for great expectations. Every time I say that, though, I think of that Dickens book, Great Expectations, which I haven't read in about 100 years, and I probably didn't read it when I was supposed to read it as a kid. I probably just thumbed through it, but it always kind of pops in. Tim Cummings, two things. Welcome to the show. Welcome to my attic. How you doing? Thanks. Thanks, Great. Tommy. D. You're welcome. <laughs> Great to be here, man. And and I really appreciate, uh, you know, it's been awesome to get to know you. It's, it's really awesome to be here. And, um, you know, I just really want to give you a shout out for the work that you're doing to, you know, as you said, amplify these nonprofits. There's just so many dynamic, amazing groups out there that are just doing such phenomenal work and they don't always get the attention, the attention that they deserve. So the fact that you've, you know, really committed yourself to this is, um, you know, it's just really excellent. I really commend you for that, uh, for that effort. I appreciate the gratitude, man. You know, you get a, you get an idea in your head, you know, and it was something I wanted to do. And I do send a lot of credit out to my buddy, Ken Serini, um, managing director of Serini and Associates accounting firm out here in Long Island. They have a major uh, focus on the nonprofit sector. Right on. And, you know, Ken founded the Long Island Imagine Awards, New York City Imagine Awards. And I was sort of courting Ken before he knew who Tommy D was. And I kind of like a, like a lion in, you know, in the, in the, in the grass looking at this guy. And I was like, ah, you can be my friend. I'm going to be friends with that guy. So shout out to Ken. He was on the show about three weeks ago, uh, but founded the Long Island Imagine Awards coming up on 10 years and, and New York City Imagine Awards. We are in the inaugural New York City uh, Awards program, which will actually the awards night will be October 19th. It's a Tuesday night. Uh, so look, it's, it's that kind of stuff that I saw an idea and I wanted to do it and I didn't do it right away, Tim, but I just, I finally did do it. And I don't think I'll ever stop doing this show. Like, right. like my wife and kids, <laughs> I didn't think I'd tell this story. My wife and kids, <laughs> we, if we go around and we're like, we were at Hershey park a couple weeks ago and there's guys that look like me, but they're like 65, 70 years old. Like they have gray hair. Like they have this and they got a hat on or something like that. And they're like, Oh, look, it's old Tommy D. Like that, that's what you're going to look like when you're an old man. I go, oh, that guy looks pretty cool. So like some guys, I'm sure. Yeah. So I go, yeah, yeah, definitely. And they seem like they're still cool. So I'm, I could dig that. And I don't know why we're talking <laughs> about old Tommy D, but I'll be doing the show up here in the attic probably, you know, when I have to use a cane to come up here to the attic, I, I imagine. Maybe I'll be in a studio. By we'll, we'll, get, we'll put one of those chair lifts in or something along those lines for you. It goes up the stairs. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure you're taken care of. you got to keep this going. It's awesome stuff, man. So thank it. you for having well, I want to come out. I, you're very welcome. And I do want to come out and see you guys in person. And That'd be and awesome. See the facilities. We'll do some videos. Yeah. I think that's a great Yeah, we love to. Uh, I mean, a, a quick shout out on that. Yeah. Folks are always well, welcome to come by, right? I mean, we love giving tours. There's no better way to really get a, a clear understanding of who we are and, and, you know, how we try to fulfill our mission on a daily basis than, than by seeing it, you know, face to face. So, um, and you yeah. get to meet, you know, the amazing women and children that we serve and experience the resiliency it, it, it's it's a very profound experience so come I, I, on by man well i will be there that's a that's a, a lock put it in lock. i will fill your coffee cup when you get here I, you know i'll just bring we'll just get bring a, that jar never-ending mason jar of coffee that's all we need so i, I appreciate the coffee or but that means i'll be there i was coming sure, in yeah you thread me with coffee i'm, I'm all in here's I'm with you Here's what we're going to do. I want to know all about the organization, the programs, and we're going to get into that. But what I love to do straight out of the gate is find out. I always ask a question like this. What drew you, Tim Cummings, to, to the service sector? What drew you to nonprofit? You know, is there a story there? That wasn't, there isn't always a story there, but yeah, often, right. often there's a story there. So tell me about that story for you. I mean, Haiti, Peru, you know, t- let's, let's jump in. 
This is this is where all the uh, the listeners start to fall asleep, Tommy. So I'm just warning you. No way, man. Um, <laughs> I'll, if if it gets that way, I'll jump in. I'll say something funny. Right. Yeah, you can liven it back up. And Tommy, I just got to give a shout out to us both at our standing desk here. We're both like swaying back and forth. Anybody who's watching this uh, live is probably going to get dizzy. That's all right. I don't stop moving like ever. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not sure I'm ever really asleep, I, I like to say. But I noticed when you were at the standing desk, I started chatting with you, right? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love this. Like I have a chair back there. It's got yeah. like webs on it because it doesn't get used. Cause this, I gave my chair away. See, that's even better because you. There's, yeah. there's no like a lore it doesn't no option no options brother you just i'm either standing or i'm sitting on the floor that's it i love it that's it <laughs> um, man so. well, you are a fun guest and we haven't even gotten started yet so I, I know i know we're gonna run out of time here man uh no so just you know we're out of time that's part of the show <laughs> so i'm uh, originally from ohio and and you know you ask about like where did this where did this passion come from right and i was just actually just talking with a coworker about passion right that there's nothing better than when the passion of an individual uh, aligns with the mission of an organization, right? Wherever they feel called to be, you meet all of these folks continuously, right? So when those two things collide, uh, you know, that's phenomenal. And that's, that's when you know you're in the right place. Um, so I, you know, grew up in Ohio, uh, Toledo, just outside of Toledo, very exciting place to visit. Those of you who have never been there. Um, Not, and, you know, what's that? Not really an exciting place. <laughs> you're going to have to go and find out for yourself. Um, no, it's a great, listen, I had, I'm like the luckiest guy in the world, right? An amazing childhood, great community, great education. And I think that the, for me, the, um, you know, where my flame was lit essentially was probably in high school. I was at a Jesuit high school there and those guys really, you know, pushed for, um, you know, the idea of social justice, right? Of equity, of inclusion. And I was exposed at a fairly young age to some unique opportunities to be of service, I remember one in particular, I spent a month uh, living in the Dominican Republic with a family, right? So I'm like a 17-year-old kid, pretty homogenous community that I'm growing up in. And I'm finally like, wow, the world is bigger than I thought, right? And, you know, that seeing the the third world poverty and the reality of of what people experience on a daily basis, comparing that to my own life, right? I mean, it, it was it was hard at the time, don't get me wrong, but, but it, it, it also uh, helped me to realize that I can do something. Right. That I have power, that I have that I have to have gifts that, that should be shared and should be used. And I don't know if I've accomplished any of my goals, but, uh, you know, it was it was sort of there that I started to think a little bit more about my impact on the world. And, and you know, that was as a result of the impact that I was receiving. Right. The, the, how much of that? Around. Sorry to cut you off, but how, how much no of that? Give back to the Jesuits from a perspective of, you know, that I wrote down social justice, equity and inclusion. I mean, yeah. look, let's be honest those are terms that have always been important, but I think, you know, the I and now belonging and you put this all together now, um, excuse me, guys, I hate to do acronyms like that too. Sorry about that. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. And now belonging. Mm-hmm. I was actually, uh, I'm, I'm in the interview process. I may have told you this yesterday before, uh, to be in a part of a cohort for the Institute of Nonprofit Practice out of New York. Yeah. So pretty excited about that. But through our yeah. conversation yesterday, that was what we were talking about. But I want to I want to ask you if we can we're going to come back in. we're going to take a quick break in a minute. But the the Jesuits, that the lifestyle, that mentality, is that has has that been a guiding star for you? Has that always been something that you you can look back to? I think that it was the the exposure that I received as a result of my being in that community. Right. That that I was that, that the world was sort of opening up to me a little bit. And at a young age. Right. As a young man, that's that's profound. And so what I'm grateful for is the fact that they opened doors for me uh, and allowed me to kind of find my way through it. So when we come back, I'll get into a little bit more about the impact that the Franciscans then had on me a little bit later in life. This is awesome. This is exciting. (laughs) Shout out. I I, I have actually, it's my 25th uh, high school reunion. I went to a school out here on Long Island called Chaminade Society. Marianist community, Society Mary, uh, Father, uh, Father Chaminade, um, who's um, 25 years, like, like that amazing yeah good for you man yeah so we're gonna i'm gonna check in with, with that uh with i guess i'm going to the event i haven't been to any of the, the reunions but i think at the 25 i'm going man well we got to talk about our gala too speaking of events we're gonna talk to i promise right. so we're gonna do this gang here's the thing it's your boy tommy d the nonprofit sector character my wife said to me this morning tim she goes like this she goes when are you gonna stop being your boy tommy d no she, you are you're you're our boy because you're 43 <laughs> years old you know what see when I'm when I'm old man Tommy D, I'll I'll still be your boy Tommy D. 
Guys, we'll be back in 90 seconds. Tim Cummings and your boy, Tommy D, in the nonprofit sector. Connected in the attic. Right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Supposed to do every single Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Tim Cummings decided to do it. He cut through the static and he's joining me in the attic. That's what we're going to do for you, though. We're going to cut through the static. We're going to bring you tidbits. We're going to bring you information. And we're also going to bring you a, a lot to learn about this incredible organization. Before we do that, shout out to some of my friends checking in on Facebook. Steve Fry, we just heard his commercial there during the break. Steve Fry goes live, the SMB guy after me. That is if Tim Cummings and I are complete with our conversation which steve we might not be brother i know i love you babe but we're we got a lot to do here today <laughs> we need two more hours steve. you're gonna be Sorry, here man. all day all day this is gonna be a long show well do you know what we'll do when i come out we'll do like a live stream like of you and me just chatting about the organization and and nothing and everything it'll be like seinfeld like that show about nothing <laughs> So I got to say hey to Mick Collins because Mick Collins is checking out on Facebook. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support and checking in on the show. Um, let's do this. I wanted to read you something off the website, and then we're going to get back into Tim talking about the Jesuits and the Franciscans in service. So the Center for Great Expectations began in 1998. It was a two-bedroom house with a single bathroom that was donated by the Immaculate Conception Parish out of Somerville, New Jersey. They remained that way for 10 years, serving 12 expect, expectant mothers on an annual basis, and now have grown substantially, which Tim and I will talk about, but they serve thousands of individuals each year across seven different counties in New Jersey. So Tim, we'll get to all that, I promise. But um, yeah, we have to. It's awesome stuff. That's why we're here. Tell us yeah. about, so so your service, you, you become service-minded, you, you, yeah. you go to the DR, you go to the Dominican Republic. Yeah, that was the big one, right? And then uh, off to college and had more exposure there, right? Fairfield University, Jesuit organization, Jesuit University, and just kind of kept feeling that 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 fire for, um, you know, figuring it out. So I think the, uh, and this is just kind of a plug for when I was finishing my undergrad degree, um, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And I uh, got connected to a program down in Philadelphia, in inner city Philadelphia called the Franciscan Volunteer Ministry. And essentially, it's it's kind of like Peace Corps, but domestic, right? So you're living in community. Uh, I mean, there's there's opportunities like this all over the place. And I really encourage people, you know, young people who are looking for something to do to kind of, you know, jump into a gap year like that, right? It was a beautiful experience. So they 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 immerse you. You know, we're living in Kensington, which is one of the hot, you know, the, the, the most extreme, severe, um, impoverished areas of Philadelphia, high rates of, of, you know, drug and alcohol abuse. Uh, I mean, just like everything across the board, right? Prison, every, everything is like, I think the best statistic that I remember from that uh, community was that 75% of the uh, 
high school students, uh, there's a 75% dropout rate for their high school in that community. It was just tragic. And, and, and what's happening there, right? That the infrastructure has crumbled. The family structure has crumbled. But systemic, that's, I, again, I, just to, to interrupt for one second, my friend Angel, yeah. Angel Rodriguez, he runs yeah. a organization, Lower East Side in New York City. It's called Avenues for Justice. My condolences, unfortunately, they just lost one of the folks, a young man, which mm. was actually killed up in in, in, uh, in Harlem this week. It's, it's been all over the news. And mm. I bring it up to just say that certain communities are not granted the same opportunities as others. It's just the truth. You know? and, and I guess if, if, you, if you guys disagree with me, I guess you're just not seeing what I'm seeing in, in the world because this is true. And so I, I bring up Angel because of what you're talking about, serving these communities that need service, that need the service the most. 75% dropout rate. What is the trajectory of somebody who doesn't right. high school? Not good, man. Not a lot of opportunities, you know, but right. how do you fix that, right? And there's so much there. I mean, I think that's the reality, right? Like the, that, that's a statistic that is staggering and, and should be addressed. But, but what's going on behind that, right? What about the abuse? What about the mental health? What about the historical, you know? Uh, I mean, there's just so many issues that, that are, are feeding into these problems. And, and so where do you start? And it can be paralyzing, but you have to. You got to jump in, right? You got to do something. You got to jump in. So that was a sweet experience, man. I actually ended up spending two years there. Uh, we live right next door to the soup kitchen and it was, you know, talk about immersion, right? I mean, you go out at night out your front door and there are women prostitutes walking up and down the street. You are, you know, with people who are dodging warrants for their arrests, people in severe and, and challenging addiction, people in severe and, and, you know, abusive relationships. I mean, and this is day to day, right? It was just overwhelming, but talk about being, you know, out of your comfort zone and really trying to, I mean, that was an amazing experience and opportunity to learn about myself. So I spent, I spent two years there. You're a young man. I mean, you're a young man. You're just out of college. Well, you can do it, right? You can do it. So I don't have any commitments. I didn't, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. I didn't have any of the things that I'm, I'm with now, which I'm grateful to have now, obviously, but we, and and so you live there, you have insurance and obviously your needs are met with all the food that's coming in, but, and you get a stipend, you get $75 a month was the stipend. And I remember like, I held on to that, you know, I was like, man, this is, that was like my coffee for the month. You know, it was like, if we needed to go to a movie decisions when you got, Oh, we got 75 bucks. That was it, man. So, so when I, it was funny too, because when I moved from there down to Haiti, my, uh, of course my parents were like, Oh my God, what is this kid doing? And, uh, and, but my, my salary, salary increased to 150 a month. So I said, mom, dad, how many people do you know that double their salary in less than a year? I mean, that's significant. <laughs> Listen, you're right. You weren't lying. Everything is relative, man. It was a double, no doubt. Exactly. It was a, it was a, a true double. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, it's just been, I, I, it, I've, I've been, a, I'm a very lucky dude, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just a lucky dude and I've been lucky from the day I was born. And the reality is that that's not the case for everybody. And so for those that do have those privileges that, that, you know, are privileged to grow up in a, in a family that, you know, is supportive and where you're encouraged to be your best and you have resources available to you and you get to travel and see the world, you know, that's not, it's just not, it's not everyone's reality. And so you can do one of, you can do many things with that. Right. But my goal and, and choice was to give it back. You know, I mean, there's really nothing else that, that I, I don't need anything else. I've been given everything that I, ha- I need. Um, and, you know, where I am now, I, I have the most incredible partner in the world and I have three healthy kids and, and my luck continues, you know, so it's like, I don't know. I, see, I, my question about that is you, you totally acknowledge it. You totally recognize it. I feel that I'm certainly blessed in, in similar ways that you are and you know, the show is a way for doing it, but the 60 days of service is another thing. It's, it's just to show people, look, I, I love doing it. I, I end up getting a dog out of it as we talked about in the first segment here. Um, but I just, I better not do it 60 days of service at the Bronx Zoo because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know? Tommy, you're going to, yeah, it's going to be like, you're going uh, to, I can't wait to hear what you end up with at the end of this whole thing. Well, well the funny thing, it's going to be like, if I end up get, coming home with a giraffe, like he could be in the kitchen, but his head could be up here in the attic with me. If I yeah, that would, would attract an audience, man. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would go yeah. might go viral, as <laughs> as the kids say. So, so when it when it comes down to it, though, like I, I don't want to make a, a judgment on on other folks because I think people do what they can, and they and and but you know, so many people have so much, and I think they don't see this. So maybe I'm being a little judgy, but but the point is, 
I think in my mind, look, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I think I got 50 years to go in this thing, but who knows? So I'm just trying to make an impact and, and leave this place better. Right. And I notice yeah. it my own experience with my children that are watching me doing what I'm doing. And I'm not gang. This is not about me. It's just about making a statement that you can go do service. You don't have to run an organization like Tim. You don't have to have a radio show and, and sit on five or six boards like I do and go do 60 days of service, but maybe you could do a, a day of service a month at the soup kitchen. You know, I, I now changed this thing a little bit because what happened yesterday with the, uh, with the rescue, I brought one of my sons. Now each of the four of them has to decide what they want to do and what organization, and I'm going to go do a day service with them. And I, I, I send that out to anybody who's watching or listening right now, um, as long as I can drive <clears throat> to where you are, um, or I'll fly if it's a big deal. If it, you want me to go, I'll fly somewhere. But call me up, and I'll do a day service with you. Like, like that would be so fun. Like my buddies, Tim, uh, we were doing like fantasy football. We're texting. And I figured they were going to give me a hard time about, oh, look at you. You're doing 60 days of service, the whole thing. These are guys I, I'm friends with, you know, 20 yeah. years, right? You know what? A couple of these guys, they go, you know, we want to do a day of service with you, Tommy D. Like we want to come out. Like these aren't oh, my, not my contacts, yeah. not my network. These are like guys I know forever. And that's really freaking cool for me, man. Like that's inspiring. Really cool. I'm excited yeah. about that. So. Yeah, so it's always, so you've always seen it as something as, as you want to give back, you want to be involved. How do you get into the, now this, it becomes a profession at some point. Yeah. Right. I got lucky. And Tommy, I think, I mean, I love you. I love what you're sharing and I, lo I love the point. Um, and I think it's, 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 we don't have to overcomplicate it either. Right. I mean, it doesn't have to be some grandiose project or I mean, coming in and sweeping through. I mean, those things some don't often work. Right. I mean, it really is, is, it's the small stuff that's, that's significant. Right. And so it's, you know, working on your compassion to others, working on the way you address people, working on the way it's really funny. I was, I, I went and got myself a coffee this morning just to gear up with you for my uh, time with you. And, you know, I opened the door for a woman who was coming out on the way out and she just walked right out and that's fine. Like she, you know, who knows what's on her mind, right. She may have been thinking about something or whatever, but you know, I was like, Oh, like I, I didn't, I didn't jump, but I was like, you know, just little stuff like that, like, you know, acknowledging that saying, thank you. And, and whatever, I don't, again, I don't need that, but I'm just like, there's moments where we have opportunities to really have a significant impact on other people. And we have to capitalize on those. Um, I forgot what your question was. I don't remember, what it was, but that's okay. No, I'll, we'll get to it. It was really about Sorry, how you, man. No, no. I, cause I want oh, professional. How did it become professional? Now I got to comment on what you said. So about yeah. Two weeks ago, my buddy Dave Lynn, who runs the Generosity Series, and we could talk about it maybe another time. He's actually going to be on my roundtable next week. But he runs, he did something called Gratitude All Day. He's got this new yeah. for, for nonprofits called Gratitude Rising, and I'll be talking about it on the show. And, and Tim, when we have time, we can talk about it. But he asked me, you know, Tommy D, will you be one of the hosts during Gratitude All Day? And I was like, and it was all, but it was like all these people who write books about gratitude and have podcasts about gratitude. And I was like, you know, and I, by, by no means, this is like, I'm not beating up on me. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm probably the biggest Tommy D fan going, Tim Cummings, in case anybody wants to know. But, but my listeners already know that. But, but I was like, wow, what a big deal this is. I was grateful yeah. for that. So your point about gratitude and, and how important it is to be grateful because, you know, it really sets things in motion. Like yeah. I'm talking like universe type stuff. It sets things in motion. The whole idea of being grateful, even before we've received the thing, whatever the thing is, the health, the money, the, the sure. new promotion, the job. So we're going to come back. We're going to, we actually go into another break. Cool. Tim and I come back. We're going to talk about Tim. How did you make this a profession? And then eventually. Right how did yeah, you man, you rock. PGE. All right. We'll be right back. 90 seconds, gang. See you soon. Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast? a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space. I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. 
On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Paco Lolo, a less taboo view. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Heard me mention it before. That song was done by my friend Brendan Levy and the Damaged Goods. Tim Cummings. They used to be a band, or they still are a band, but they were a band I back. I love in. that song. Yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah. Show. My uncle Brendan. Brendan, I love you, my brother. Thank you. Good conversation we had earlier. Um, at least the text message after the conversation was good. So appreciate you, man. So listen, here's the deal. That they were the Goods back in the '90s, and yeah. because they're older men now, they call themselves Damaged Goods. <laughs> Isn't that great? I was waiting for the, I had to wait for you to get the punchline. Hi, Gina Smith. I, I love it. Gina Smith is saying, way to go, Tim. I'm assuming that's a friend of yours. Or somebody. Gina Smith is a colleague. She is awesome. He's checking us out on Facebook. So that's. Oh, that's so cool, man. That That's an area where I need a lot of help. On the social media side? Oh, yeah, I'm terrible, man. I, I never joined Facebook. I probably won't, but I'm, uh, you know, I'll tell you a funny story about LinkedIn. Yeah. I, I just have never been drawn to any of these platforms. Right. And I, and I'm finally, after all these years, realizing how, how much of a fool I've been. Right. But I, I, so it was funny. I jumped on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is a great platform and I, I still don't really know what I'm doing, but I jumped on LinkedIn uh, when I was looking to kind of re um, when I was in my previous position, I was looking to find a new job. I was, you know, kind of had been a little, getting a little tired with the Lincoln tunnel, right. Going in and out of New Jersey, uh, New York city. Yeah. So I jumped on LinkedIn for a little while and started meeting some people, but it's really in, in Peg, my boss, our founder and CEO would say, is it's all about the relationships, right? okay. about the connection. I love Peg already. I don't even know her, but that's all. You would love Peg. You got to come over. When you come over here for your coffee, you're going to meet her. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I got on LinkedIn. Is that? Maybe a sandwich too. I, I'm going to come for the whole day. I, mean, I don't know if we're going to, I'll bring I don't know if we can feed you, Tommy. Jeez. I'll, I'll bring the sandwiches. No, I'll, man, we got your sandwich. I'll make the SMB guy, Steve Fry. He's out in Manalip and I'll make him come with me. We'll have sandwiches or something like Listen, that. Listen, whatever you guys want. We got a great deli around the corner. Um, So I, I was on LinkedIn. So when I landed my position here, which was just an awesome thing for me, I, I thought to myself, well, I guess I don't need LinkedIn anymore. Right. So I canceled my LinkedIn like three weeks. Because I'm a minimalist, right? Like I, I less less for me is better, right? No, I like you know, four shirts. Like just keep it simple. I don't want to worry about too much stuff, and it probably drives my wife crazy. But, oh, but I get it. I have I have 13 white shirts. That's I was, it. I was wondering, yeah, and you switch up my tie. I don't have to mention. I have a bunch of ties, but I don't have to match anything. Yeah. White shirts. Everything matches a white shirt. So you always look great. Yeah. Oh man, thank you. Go <laughs> go on. What else you got? <laughs> I will get to the hair and the goatee shortly, man, because I'm stylish. If not, I will bring you back to talk about that, because that's good. So, I, I like that. <laughs> so, got an hour of praising Tommy D. So, oh, real quick. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. Do you, I, I didn't. I got to finish the story, but I, I'm taking too long. I recognize that. So, my boss, you know, Peg, she calls me and she goes, Tim, this is like three weeks into me being here, maybe a month. She goes, Tim, I was looking for you on LinkedIn, and I don't see you. Where are you? And I go, Peg, I don't need it. I'm done. I'm, I'm here. I'm with you now. I don't need LinkedIn. And she was like, Tim, you fool. And she had every right to say that. I mean, she really did. Yeah. So she, she pushed me and she's been pushing me 
uh, very kindly and compassionately. I have to give her a, a shout out for that. But I'm finally starting to, to plunge in there and, uh, you know, trying to figure it out. I love that platform. I use it a lot. I, I, cool. I, I see I, that. Yeah. I mentioned these roundtables. My, my, um, my partner in crime, so to speak, in the nonprofit executive leadership roundtable, Christine Deska, and I would do that. And, and she's, uh, she's a president of nonprofit sector strategies. Shout out to her Sweet. and her partner, Frank Orzo. We could, you should definitely know them. But the thing about it is we do these roundtables. And my buddy Ryan Harbinson out of South Jersey um, came on and did, he was the thought leader and did an entire hour or so on LinkedIn. And oh, cool. it's, it was like, as if I knew anything about LinkedIn, it was that sort of personality because Harb's got yeah. a kind of personality, very outgoing, but like super knowledgeable, but not like, not super difficult either. Like practical things you can do on LinkedIn. And I love it because so Philanthropy and Focus has a LinkedIn page. Professionals Animal Lover Show has a LinkedIn page. And then on my personal page. So it's important, but that's cool. not weird. But I, I, I would agree with Peg, not that you're a fool necessarily, but right. that, that the, <laughs> But me too. I get it's it. One of my many. I have, I got a list of deficits, man. I'll, I will gladly recite them all to you. I'm good at like three things, man. One is what we're doing now. The other one is hair, and I'm still trying to figure out what the third one is. But I know it there definitely got to be a third one. I'm, You're gonna find that. Don't worry. I'm crossing my fingers. Maybe today will be the day I'll figure out. <laughs> so it, it's it's important for me to understand about how you got to the organization yeah. and what this organization does. So tell me, how long have you yeah. been? Because I had it, I probably read it before, but how, how many years have you been there? Yeah, it's been three and three quarters, essentially, right? It'll be four in January. So, um, and it's just been an amazing, amazing experience. This is this is a dynamic uh, nonprofit. We're in Somerset, you know, our headquarters are here in Somerset, New Jersey, very close to New Brunswick, right? That's a good, like, kind of uh, marker for people who know Rutgers and that name and that institution. And we're, and we're connected to them on many, many levels. We, with the university? We work very closely with many of their different departments, the School of Social Work, the School of Alcohol uh, Studies. It's, you know, and they're helping us. They're collecting data for us. They're analyzing that data, spitting it back out, doing research with us. So, you know, that's a huge, huge component of the work that we do. You have to make sure, obviously, that you're using, you know, evidence-based practices that make sense and that have been tried and, and, and practiced in the environment. But what good are you if you can't talk about it? Right. Like what it, to say we're very successful. Right. We help everybody and everybody leaves here and feels great. <laughs> it's crazy. Back it up. Right. Yeah. Back it up. So um, so we work very closely with the folks there and we actually have our clinical research manager, you know, oversees all of that. We're collecting data continuously, which is a really unique component of the organization. But really what's more special about CG is, is the mission, um, you know, and any nonprofit has has a mission that they, uh, you know, live towards, right? That, that should implement and influence the daily activity. We have an amazing staff. There's just awesome, awesome individuals, resilient individuals who bring so many gifts to the organization. It's just so awesome for me to you know, just, I mean, I, I, I love my coworkers. They, they inspire me. They challenge me. They are my friends. Um, and, you know, they're just a great group of people, but the CGE as a whole, I'm kind of weaving around here right now, you know, we, we have a significant impact, um, you know, in New Jersey, we are working in various ways across the country. We actually have a trainer and I was going to get to, I'll get to it shortly, but we have someone who's training staff in New Mexico right now. There's, this is a new program that we recently launched called the Institute. Um, and it's working closely with schools, with businesses, with communities to share our trauma informed and trauma attuned way of dealing with things, right? The way that we it's the thread that kind of, you know, it's the backbone, backbone of our organization. Um, and so we are trying to share that with other people. And there's ways that people can take advantage of that. Other institutions. Tim, you're talking about through this institute? It belongs anywhere, man. I mean, the, the reality is, right, is that wherever we are, right, whatever environments we're engaging in, people bring their stuff into those spaces as they should because they're people. And we often need help kind of finding our way through that when, and, and what this is doing is, is that, and particularly in schools, right? So we're going into schools. There's a lot of organizations out there that are doing this right now, but we're, we, we have a unique kind of twist to it, right? So we're going into schools. We're working with the, with the students. We're working with parents. We're working with teachers to identify systemic problems that exist in the schools, right? Where, where schools are tough. I mean, schools are tough and they're not getting easier. And the environment that we're currently living in is, is exacerbating all of that. Right. And, and we, the other issue is that we don't know the direction that we're moving. I mean, no one can predict what the world's going to be like in six months from now. 
it's just it's it's that would be logical right we have hopes for what we want to see but these environments the in business environments like these are places that we want to try to instill more compassionate values more creative thinking more collaborative processes that influence the way people are engaging with one another and that's exactly what the institute is doing it's awesome I love that. Now, is that is that your staff that's putting that together? And we built it, yeah, yeah. And it's based off of yeah. place. Is it a portal? Like, what exactly is the institute? No, it's 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 a real deal, right? So, I mean, the the training that's occurring in New Mexico right now is virtual, but it is it is a person just like you and I would be sitting here who's who's training staff who are sitting at computers there, right? Um, so, but prior to COVID, we were embedding, you know train people into these facilities to, to conduct this stuff, collecting the data to see the efficacy of these programs. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's real. It's based off of the 23 years of experience that this organization has, has built essentially honing this model, right? What is it that, that we do that we believe works so well and how can we share it with other people? Just to give our, our audience kind of a, a, a some context, who yeah. are people you are serving and, and what are the... Yeah services they really need yeah so primarily we serve women and children right women with substance use issues history um and with mental health women and children is really our focus early relational health the mother child dyad right these are the real these are real real um these are this is our wheelhouse essentially right we also serve men in our outpatient. We are, let me just tell you real quickly about the programs. If that would probably do it the best. So, and I'm in our adolescent program right now. I'll start here. It's a 12 bed facility for adolescent moms, pregnant or parenting or working to reunify. So a lot of these young ladies are coming out of foster care system are coming, you know, from pretty extreme situations uh, before they get to, to us here. Right. And, and now just walk back to the time when you were 15 years old. <laughs> Right. And the, the life that you had getting you to that point, but now you have a child, right? Or you're pregnant, or you want to get your child back because the state has determined that you are not qualified at this point to, you know, to raise your child. So so this is an amazing program. These are all state contracted programs. Uh, next door is an adult women's program. That's an eight-bed facility. And these are women in their early stages of recovery. Again, pregnant parenting or working to reunify. And just this year alone, um, we've had seven reunifications in 2021 for, for seven moms. Seven not, Again, just on the score, the mom had, had lost the ability. Substance to, use history. Yeah, okay. lost the ability, was determined to not have the ability to, to raise her child. And coming into our program has proved that she can hold on to sobriety, right? Work on her well-being, address you know, the, the histories of these women are complex, right? The histories of people in these situations are 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 complex and, and potentially even more severe than, than we're aware at times. Um, and that stuff is rooted, right? So what we're trying to do is get into that and figure out what we can do to help heal that. And that's not something that gets done tonight, right? This is, this is lifelong. I mean, that's the thing that we often mistake too, is that you don't just fix. That's, that's crazy. I mean, we are, we, we human, humans don't have that ability. So, so these are lifelong you know, the connection that we have to maintain or, or that we have to make sure is secure and in place for these women when they're leaving CG, right, if they successfully discharge from the organization is equally as important as the work that we're doing here. Because it's not like when they leave here, everything goes away and life is great and, and sunny. So because, because life is challenging, life is life is challenging, life is challenging, life is difficult, period, right then and there, it just is. Yeah. For, and then it's the then it's the variety of how difficult your your particular lot in life. Sure, yeah, so so yeah. If these women get on the right track, and then you know if if they're not transitioned, I'll use the word transition back, or or if they're not transitioned elsewhere, they may end up back in the same places they were before, which was the it problem. Happens. And it happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens, right? Because if the system outside of here is not set up to help these people continue to grow and develop and succeed, then that's going to happen, which is really tragic. And we do everything in our power to avoid that. So what this organization has is this continuum of care. So we have the adult women's program. We have a a child development center. So while these women are either in school, going to work, trying to get jobs, working on their treatment, their therapy, meeting with counselors, their children are being watched here on site. I mean, it's it's awesome. by CGE staff. That's game changing right now. So she can go work on her knowing guys got the the child 
Right. And what it's all about, right, is that mom and that child. It's, it's about that bond between those two individuals because it's so significant and it's trying to strengthen that. that they're not separate entities. They're one entity that, that rely upon one another to be well. So it's, it's literally breaking the cycle. I mean, that's it, right? We're, 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 it's these generational cycles of abuse, of violence, of, of you know, all these horrific issues that, that we're getting in there, strengthening this mom, strengthening this baby together. So that we can get themselves, you know, they can get themselves, not us. It's, right. They do it. They do the work. But your organization is the support. We and and That's I it. I did a video leading up to this last week, and I, and I talked yeah. about the support because I had my friend Dr. Larry Grubler on my second episode of the show way back in January of TSI Transitional Services for New York. I serve on that committee. I was running around at their event day twelve, selling raffle tickets the other night. But when we talked, Larry, I'll never forget it. It was second, third week of January, but it was about support. We all need some support. Like I made a kind of a cute thing. I read the the lyrics of help in this video, the song by the Beatles. And we need, we all need some help, man. We need some like nobody can do this alone. And and if you think you can, you can't. (laughs) There you go. There you have it. So Uh, true, man. I'm I'm trying to tell you guys something. Just trying to to learn today we're not just uh here to laugh when we're going to take a quick break when we come back i, I really want to first of all thank you for sharing the program and sharing what the there's program. three more i'll tell you about real quickly when we come back, come back. we're going to come back we're going to finish the programs and we're, we're going to talk about upcoming events and things that the organization might need that either i or the network can help all right that's awesome man thanks right. we'll be right back Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Hey, I'm going to hear Okay. I'm going to hear that song while I'm falling asleep tonight, man. I might text it to you, so you just have to listen to it all the time. Well, I, you're you're going to be in a lot of trouble if you would decide to move that show to your basement. Well, it's funny. You remember Wayne's World? We're both old enough to remember the Wayne's yep, World. Yep. For the movie, when Wayne and Garth got picked up and they were like, they had the studio set up as Wayne's basement. Yeah. So I think if I ever get this show to be real big and somebody wants me to do this in the studio, which I expect to happen they have to like trick out the studio to look like my attic. That's, exactly. That's the thing. So then I can always, but we'll, maybe we'll change the song. I, I mean, listen, I sing the song and maybe, maybe Brendan should get out of the way and let me sing the song. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to figure that out. All right. This is like the end of the game show. This is the like, it's like the lightning round, you know? Yeah, like, cool. Okay. You know, in the game show, we go, boop, 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 boop. and they go, Oh, that's the lightning round. And like Pat Sajak would spin the wheel on wheel. Yeah. Yeah. It's the real deal. This yeah. is like that. We're going to get. I got to make it good. You bring it home, Cummings. Bring it home, baby. All right, here's what we got. The Center for Great Expectations, located in Somerset, New Jersey, provides transformational mental health and substance use disorder treatment to women, children, and men, as we've been talking about. It's actually um, comprised of, uh, comprised? How about comprised of, Tommy? Comprised of 115 staff that deliver these 
to 1,000 individuals across seven counties in New Jersey. So, Tim, tell me about the other three programs. Yeah, I'll be quick. How can we make it? We got time. We got to the buzzer. All right, cool. I'll wait for the buzzer. The other three programs, and and each program is is equally as significant as the next, right? The other three, we have a supportive housing uh, program. 27 units of supportive housing. So a lot of our women who leave our adult program, uh, if, av- if available, will move into one of those supportive housing units where they'll receive, you know, clinical counseling, ongoing clinical counseling, case management support. You know, it's, it's again, this recognition that things continue, right? And that, that people need help at different stages of their life in different ways. And so the goal is to really provide that. In addition to that, we have an outpatient program where we have a mental health and substance use license. So a lot of the, the women and men, again, that's where we start to serve men, um, you know, will utilize that uh, community that's located in New Brunswick um, to continue. That's an IOP. There's an IOP there and then outpatient uh, treatment, which is really, really a, a dynamic and awesome space. The final program is our start program. And that's where we operate in multiple different counties across the, st- across the st- uh, state, excuse me. And so the start program, what's really cool about this, right, is that it's taking clinicians, doulas, case managers, counselors into the homes of women who are uh, pregnant or parenting with young children who may be battling substance use, right? So rather than say, hey, lady, you know, you got to figure out what to do with your child so that you can get over here to treatment, right? Or this, you can get an hour away. I mean, you know what it's like to raise young kids. It's, it's super hard. Now add all the other complexities that go on to, to, to what some of these women experience. We're going to come to you, right? So we're going to meet you face-to-face in your home. We're going to be there providing the same level of care and support that you would get if you were coming to our clinic, but now we're doing it here. Totally. And now we're also- right? I mean, it totally changes the game. We're going to change it, right? Because yeah. you also, you know, our staff is now able to see like what's actually going on at home, right? Uh, this this noisy and obnoxious dog Bruno that keeps barking all day long, giving everybody a headache. That's my guy. That's Bruno. Come on. We don't even have him yet. I'm just kidding. Listen, you should get the dog. Um, so, you know, but it, it is a huge game changer and we need to continue to focus or think that way, right? Rather than trying to say why, you know, what do we got to do to get people to us? How are we going out to get to them, right? How are we helping uh, just more fully? So, uh, and then Tommy, the last program, right, which is our newest initiative essentially is the institute and i really encourage people to go online we're gonna have a new website for them soon that on the web do they get it by the way i didn't mention it yet let me get you guys yeah so it's c g e hyphen or dash nj.org cge nj.org that's how you get to the website oh i see it right here i'm looking at it it's actually the third the the institute yeah and 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 give us a couple more months because it's gonna we're working with some developers actually right now to to have their own standalone website which is it's going to be dynamic we got a great group working on it i don't always Uh, do this but i'm going to share the screen just so right on yeah cool you see the website right yeah there's frank one of our one of our trainers so our head trainer uh great dude and um yeah, you know, the, this is this is lengthy. It's a lot. So the best thing you could do if you scroll down, Tommy, is give yeah. us a call. And I think Ellen, who runs this program, should be down there. Yeah. yeah so email Ellen. Reach out to Ellen. Have yeah. her call you. Yeah. She, you know, there's nothing better than talking to somebody about this. You know, you can only get so much information from a website, obviously. So yeah. call, reach out, learn about this. It's an amazing program. Um, and Tommy, I just want to give, you know, if you go back to the homepage, um, you know, on that, there's some great video pieces that have been put together by, by our videographer, Ash, who's just awesome. She's so talented at what she does. Oh, uh, but watch that. Watch the who we are. You know, that's a great, great way of learning about our organization in a couple minutes. Right here, folks. So if you're on, if you're not on Facebook and you're just listening, go to cge-nj.org later on to check this out. But Tim, this is important. Look, you know, very important. the development team would have been on us. Veronica, we got you. It's all good. So what's going on on 10, 10, 10, 1 1. Tell that's, me about it. Listen, it's going to be an awesome event. There, I was just uh, working with someone yesterday who wrote an article about this because this is the great dilemma that nonprofits are facing right now, right? This is our major fundraising event of the year. And we picked this thing apart left, right, and center to try to uh, figure out whether or not we were going to host this in person as we wanted to do. And we are. It's at the Hyatt New Brunswick, uh, our honorees, we got an amazing dynamic group of honorees, including Governor Chris Christie and his wife. So it's going to be really awesome to have them there. He was a big supporter and continues to be of our organization, awesome. deeply embedded in, in, you know, the welfare of, of women and children, he and his wife both. So um, 
So it's, it's, you know, it's really interesting. And we've, we've, we're very pleased with where we stand right now uh, in terms of the pledges and attendees. We have received word from a couple people that, hey, look, I want to support you. I'm just not comfortable right now. Completely expected that, right? But we, at this point, have, as of yesterday, have 270 attendees or pledges ready to rock and roll with us on 10-1. It's going to be awesome. So, you know, we're working with staff in that uh, event space. We're doing whatever we can to ensure that this is as safe as possible, right? This is obviously at the front of everybody's minds. um, And it's going to be an an awesome night to be together and really celebrate the mission. That's awesome. Other than than potentially sponsoring the event, anything on the docket that the organization needs that maybe my people can connect you with? You know, I love it. I mean, so another thing that is so unique to nonprofits right now, or just the entire business environment is finding good people to work right? And it has been a struggle. I mean, you drive around, you see help wanted signs everywhere. But that has been a really unique, our HR director, who's a super dynamic woman, uh, has done an amazing job trying to get our name out there, get ourselves out there. And the responses are just so, you know, everybody is saying this across the state of New Jersey. I'm on calls all the time. We don't have the employees to, to, to serve in our buildings. Now we're fortunate right now. We do. But you always want to make sure that you have a backlog, essentially, of people waiting to get in and that backlog is gone. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know who you're, you know, who might see this and think, oh, I have, I have some ideas. I'd love to hear them, right? Because well, we, have, we have a call with you and, and I'd like, yeah, right you know, definitely some of my people who are thought leaders in the sector to yeah. that conversation. And like I said, I mean, just a, a you know, a bit of publicizing these roundtables we do. Um, you, you know, there's a great community that we've developed in these roundtables. And if you're, if you're a nonprofit leader and you don't know about my roundtables, uh, send me an email, Tommy D at philanthropy and focus dot com and i'll get you the information uh, you don't have to be the ed you don't have to be the coo you can be a board member if you're somebody that's in that's really uh involved with an organization it's we've built a heck of a community and people are really it's mastermind like you know there's a lot of that type of stuff going on we're actually as i said this would happen we actually are are now we've now run out of time and um nice. this so has been awesome man so here's what we need to do i yeah. when i knew i was bringing the coo of of an organization on my show I was like, oh, man, it's going to be an ops guy. Like, what's this going to You know, I was like an operations guy, man. I was like, I, I need like I need some fire, man. And then when we spoke yesterday afternoon, I was thrilled that it was you. So, so I'm excited right to be your friend. Uh, I look forward to meeting you in person. I yeah, do man. want to meet Peg. Shout out yeah. to bringing us together. Shout out to my friend Marilyn Tickton, who was with Court, who introduced cool. me. Veronica through some networking through we do with the networking group so much going on all right Tim I look forward to meeting you I got to put a ball on this show thank you for being here I, I appreciate you I appreciate this new friendship thanks for being here likewise man thanks for everything you're doing right on appreciate it all right gang here's here's how you do it you want to see me on Instagram tommyd.nyc watch what I'm doing 60 days of service hashtag 60 days of service I just like saying the word hashtag hashtag 60 days of service <laughs> Watch me on TikTok, same thing, TommyD.NYC in the email I told you. Stay tuned. Steve Fry, the SMB guy, my brother, he's probably cleaning the shades to get on the show right now. You know, he's so uh, he's so cool with his shades. And then Jeremiah Fox finishes off our block today on Fridays. Tim, make it a great day. Everybody else, make it a great day. Make it a great weekend. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, bro. Nonprofits Bye. need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Wait. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. 
Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. podcast gateway to the smokies it airs on talkradio.nyc every tuesday night from 6 p.m to 7 every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the great smoky mountains national park and surrounding areas this show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture history and adventure that awaits you in the smokies tune in every tuesday from 6 p.m to 7 on talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 